This might be the most special episode of the Behind the You podcast. And fellas, we are over 100 in. But this is the 10-year anniversary of the 2013 regular season and tournament champions, the Miami Hurricanes. And we're going to have a little reunion pod here. And so far, hopefully more will join the party. We've got some old friends and some familiar faces. One Julian Gamble. I, I started with the big guys. Julian Gamble and Reggie Johnson. Fellas, how are you? Doing good, man. You got the two North Carolina bigs on here. Yeah. Well, let's just start here. Jules, where are you at? Where are you playing? What are you doing? Where are we joining us from? Uh, right now, I'm in Herzliya, Israel, playing out here in the Israeli First League. And, I mean, I'm 10 years in, so I'm actually the second oldest guy on my team now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I've been playing all over the world for the past 10 years. It's been a, a fantastic journey in general. And now I have three little boys of my own that I have to look after. So the easy job is going to practice and playing basketball. That's for sure. I gotcha. And big fella, big Reg, what about you? I'm uh, down at Myrtle Beach uh, right now. Down here enjoying it. Uh, I, I'm living. I got, I got kids as well as my own who I'm ready to get to. But like Julian said, it's the easy part compared to back home to the kids. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. So let's just let's just go with this, fellas. If I put you guys, I'll start with Julian and we'll move down to Reggie. If I take you back to the start of that season, I put you in the room before the season started. What do you think that year would play out? Like, what were your goals from a team standpoint? From a team standpoint, our goals were championships. Once that season ended the previous year and we were going into the summer, we had a meeting and we all committed to literally staying in Miami for the entire summer, first and second session of summer school. And, I mean, we grinded it out. We, we fought. We ran. We picked each other up off the floor. Like, we just really created a, a bond that you could easily see on the floor. I mean, I talk so much about that team and, and that experience, and, and people, you know, talk about how old we were. But what, you know, they didn't really understand is with the, the type of vets that we had, that Coach L did his coaching in practice. In the game, he wasn't coaching a lot. I mean, we were already prepared. And as seniors, most of us, and guys that were some of the best players in the history of the program, I mean, you don't need to bother these guys. They know what's expected. They know how to win. And that's all we had to go out and do. So, Reg, I see you nodding your head there. What was, like, the impetus for that meeting, for, for to have you guys stay? And who who kind of spearheaded that? Look, again, I'm going I'm to I'm go back to uh, me. Cincinnati had made a, a wonderful run to uh, recruiting me to come play. I, I did take some time to think about it. You know, I was going to my fifth year. Cincinnati had some very intriguing players as well. But again, me being a North Carolina guy, just as well as Julian, it was kind of intriguing what we had, our pieces we had. We had Ryan, Shane, uh, Duran, Kenny, Jules, you know, so the pieces was there all around us. You know, I'm looking at like, this is a team that I believe can really win it, you know? And so I didn't decide to come back. You know, I didn't even tell nobody because I wasn't really – I was considering it a lot, but I, I didn't really take it that serious, you know. So, but coming back, I believe that we all made that conscious effort of not going home in that summertime. You know, normally we'll go home for, for I think, whatever, like what month or so, Julian, it was. I mean, really, we wouldn't go home for the first session, so we'd be home yeah. for like six weeks at least. Yeah. So that, that commitment of staying for both sessions, working out, training, building our brotherhood, that changed our whole program because now if I'm hard on Julian or vice versa, 
he knows comes from love. It's not from, oh, you just talking junk all the time. It's, it's not that. It's, I'm in this fire with you, brother. I'm, hey, let, let's go. Take it up a, a, one more notch. So that right there changed our whole program. Look, that was year two with Coach L. So what, you know, when he first came in the year prior, what was your guys' overall impressions of him? How did he resonate with you guys? Uh, for me, I mean, it was different because that was the year I actually tore my ACL, like right before we were about to start preseason basketball. Um, so I was in the midst of trying to figure out if I was going to medical redshirt or not, uh, even to be able to finish my career. So it's, it's a little bit more difficult for me because I feel like that entire year, I kind of was looking at it from like a player-coach perspective. And I saw the way that he was trying to implement certain things, but I just felt like that he needed time to lay a little bit of a foundation of what we were used to with our previous staff. You know, no discredit to them. They were just a different group of guys. Um, they coached and managed just a lot different. So, you know, with that being said, uh, Coach L and the guys coming in and a lot of the philosophies and the teaching and even the life lessons that we learned I feel like carried over to the basketball court in a way that I feel like you could obviously see with the way that we practiced and the way that we played. So uh, we have a surprise visitor here. His aforementioned oh, name. Would you, like, would you like to introduce yourself, gentlemen, sir? Guys, I can't see everybody. Who's on the call? Who's we got, on the Zoom meeting? We got big, we got that. We started hey, with Reg. big fellas. We got Reggie and we got Julian. Hi, Julian. What's up, coach? What up, Coach? I got a big day today. Absolutely, you do. I got a late You're... night tonight because I got to stay up and watch it. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, Coach L, th this was obviously a fabulous run, fabulous season, fabulous memories. Now, you were on the podcast with me, I don't know, about a year or so ago, maybe longer, but you told a great story to me. I don't know if the guys know about it. I was wondering if you might tell them about your uh, – your proclamation to the board of trustees when they were meeting in, I guess it was then the Bank United Center when you popped in on President Shalala? I don't know if you guys know the story, but uh, long before the season started, back in October, I, I think we had started practice, but it, it, we hadn't played a, a single game. And President Shalala was having a board of trustee meeting at the Watsco Center in the H100 room. And I found out about it and so I decided to walk over and kind of uh, interrupt the meeting. And when President Shalala saw me at the door, she sent uh, her assistant over to find out what the heck I wanted. And I told the assistant, just tell President Shalala, I'd, I'd just like a minute or two to introduce myself to the board. So she let me in and she told the board, okay, this is Coach Larenega, our basketball coach. He, he has a few words for you guys. And I said to him, I, I don't know how many of you are basketball fans or if you follow the basketball program, but I just want to make you uh, aware that I believe this is the best basketball team in Miami history and that uh, this team is going to have the best season in Miami history and win uh, its first ever ACC championship. When I told my wife I did that, she said, you're crazy. You've just set yourself up for failure if we don't win it. And I said, no, I, I think we're good enough and we have a chance to win the ACC and the national championship. And Reg, if you had not hurt your knee and Shane did not get food poisoning and yes. Duran Scott did not have, uh, you know, get hit with an elbow to his jaw the day yes. we left, I think we would have won the national title that year. I agree with that. 
And Marquette had their best shooting night of the year. Yeah. Even hearing Coach say that, even, you know, towards the end of the year, we played that video, start from the bottom, now we're here. But at the end, it was so weird hearing everyone say, I'm choosing the Miami Hurricanes win it all. Like, that was unthought of before Coach L. Like, that was that was amazing, you know? So, to even hear those words was special. That I never heard those words. Everyone was choosing us to win the National Championship University of Miami. Well, do you guys remember my halftime talk to you at North Carolina, which was our second conference game early in January? Do you remember the halftime talk? Coach, man, you got so many legendary talks. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So we're playing at Carolina. I can't remember exactly what the score is, uh, whether we were up two or three or they were up two or three. But I said to you guys at halftime, look it, you don't realize we're the better team. You guys look at the, the name on the front of their jersey that says North Carolina. And like a lot of fans, you just assume they're the better team and win. You need to believe in yourselves because you're the better team. And you need to go out and show that in the second half. And we ran power in the second half, the very first play for Julian. He got the two double back screen, cut to the low block, caught it, drop stepped, and dunked it on him. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. The shot, Julian? Yeah, I remember that. It was Bryce Johnson up under there. <laughs> you had those guys immediately. You got their attention. And then we won 14 straight games. We had a, a crazy ending with uh, Georgia Tech tipping on in at the buzzer yeah, on that right. Wednesday night when we could have claimed the regular season title. We had to come back on Saturday. To this day, that celebration on the Bank United Center floor, on the court, cutting down the nets after we won the regular season is still the best celebration I've ever been at because everybody in the re- arena stayed. Right. Nobody left. Everybody was down on the court having fun. I remember our feeling like after we lost the Georgia Tech and how a little bit deflated that we were, but I, it just had to be a part of the story. I mean, what better chance and way to do it than on senior day at home and everybody staying like that, you know, to kind of finish off this regular season before we started the tournament. I think about that all the time. And I'm, I'm going to use this to coach. Coach always said, believe with the ending in mind. I remember those words, but never forget them. So I believe it was already over. I was celebrating against Georgia Tech already in my head. I thought we already won it. I'm already prepared to go celebrate for the championship. It was a wrap. I was, we won it, we lost. And then we, um, I think we lost the game and then we ended up coming to win it again. But that the game before that, I already planned we was gonna win this championship. It was, it was something that had to be done. Well, that was the tallest starting lineup on senior <laughs> day there's ever been. Oh, absolutely. Kenny at the three and Julian at the four and you Reggie at the five, Duran at the one and Trey at the two. Yeah, that was that was yeah. big time. Six ten, six uh six six five, six five, six ten, six ten, six ten. Yeah, that's big time. Yeah. That's big time. That is. Change the trajectory of your career or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. 
The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. So, Coach L, what was – you made the proclamation, you know, in October, but what was really special? Why did, why did that team work? When, when you have a basketball team that needs uh, a balance in its offense and defense, you need really good guard play, and then you really need good interior play to defend and rebound on the interior. And that team had both. It had terrific guard play, Shane Larkin, Duran Scott – uh, Trey McKinney-Jones with Ryan Brown coming in off the bench. Oof. And then three huge big guys, Reggie, Julian, and Kenny, could take care of the, the inside. And every night, it could be a new scoring leader. It could be somebody who stepped up defensively. Uh, but we had the size and speed and skill to play with anybody in the country. And I, I take that team every year. And I, I think they'd have a legitimate shot of winning the national title. Yeah. And when did you know, like, after which game in that streak did you know? Because you came back from Hawaii, right? You'd lost two there, the early loss to Florida Gulf Coast. But when did you sort of know, like, oh, this, this, we have a chance? Well, obviously, I thought we had a chance before the season started. Uh, when we <laughs> lost to St. Leo's in the exhibition. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, we're going to be bad. I said, no, I, I was experimenting. The guys won't remember this, but we were trying to press these little guys from St. Leo all over the court, and we couldn't even get them trapped. Yeah. So they went through us, and, and they scored. And the only thing that happened was I decided, okay, we're not going to be a full-court pressing team. All right, We'll make the adjustment and really focus more on the half court. And we scrambled a little bit. We trapped and thumbs down once in a while. But for the most part, we were a very, very good man-to-man team. When we lost to Florida Gulf Coast, the only reason we lost to them is they sat in the zone and we just didn't shoot the ball well. We needed to, to work a little bit more in preparing for zone teams. Syracuse wasn't in the league that year, so it wasn't about you know beating Syracuse. But there are a few teams that played zone and once we improved our zone offense, then we could handle any team offensively or defensively that we would face. Let me chime in right there, Josh, because I still hear about that Florida Gulf Coast loss. We came to find out at the end of the year, that team was actually pretty doggone good, correct? Yeah, yeah. All right. It was pretty doggone good. So let's be clear about it. that team was a pretty good team as well. Understood. Now, listen, Coach L mentioned that celebration after the Clemson game. I happened to be on the court as part of the broadcasting, and it was miraculous. Confetti, celebrating, nets cutting down. Julian, I'll start with you. How big of a memory is that in your head? How often do you share that? I mean, I share it often. And, and when you think about moments, like I said, um, really seeing guys grow and us all come together, not only as a basketball family, but our actual families, to be able to celebrate such a moment that hadn't happened you know, you would always feel like, and we talk about it still, like, man, it feels like yesterday and it's been 10 years. Me and Reggie and a bunch of the guys, we still have a group chat and we probably talk maybe five or six days a week 
in different parts of our lives, whether it's uh, basketball, on the court, off the court, coaching, whatever we're doing. Most of us are fathers now, but we still talk about these same things in, in days where, you know, these moments bonded us for life. And Reggie, mm -hmm. for you, that moment? I was thinking about was KG saying, anything's possible. That was my reaction because we went through some years. We was 4-13 and 13 in the ACC. Uh, I remember Boston College had our number, and Boston College at the time, doing when, when we were there wasn't you know no powerhouse but it, it was it was times and I, I tell coach L this you know when coach L first got there I was I was hell on wheels you know coach L say wear white socks I go black socks you know <laughs> and, coach, and so coach L was like man this this kid is crazy so yeah um it really took their philosophy of how to win Do, during those big games when a team going to run, and you get mad. What are you doing, Julian? Durant passed the ball. Coach L was so even killed, you know. So for me to look back at all that and to see how we handled adversity, starting off with losing the Florida Gulf Coast to going the road, beating a, a tough NC State team, it reeled me in. It reeled me in, man. That was that was the journey that I'm so glad I was a part of. That was it. Was amazing. It's I still love it. You know, again, being from North Carolina, that's that's everything. Like I always say, hey, Duke Carolina, we got one too. You know, so so that that's the biggest thing right there. So it was unbelievable. Coach O, how does it make you feel to hear just not only what they did when they were there, but that the bond they still have, that group that's together. I mean, I know that's as important, if not more, how your players develop and grow up. Yeah, it's the most important thing. I tell everybody, if all I ever did with my life was teach someone how to dribble, pass, and shoot, my life would be very worthwhile. But when you see guys who develop into great young men and have, have life skills to help them become successful, successful husbands, successful fathers, successful men in business, I mean, that, that's really what coaching is all about. With these two guys, we had two really great years together. But what they did, they established a foundation, a culture of winning, of what it was going to take to win. And the guys who have come behind them have followed in their footsteps. They set the tradition, and now other guys want to emulate them. They know that Reggie and Julian and Duran and all those guys, they won one. Why can't we do it today? And one of, one of my memories, one of my great memories was the night before, the day before we played Duke at home. And uh, I barked at Kenny Kaji to get back on defense and told him if he's not going to get back on defense, just go sit on the sidelines. And I don't know if you guys remember what he did. Do you remember? Yeah, he, le he left. He left. <laughs> he went yeah. to the locker room. Yeah. But do you remember what Duran Scott did? When he got, got him. When he, he got went him. and got him. And brought him back. And the next day, we beat Duke by 27, the number one ranked team in the country. Yep. 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 The reason that's so significant is that a team needs all kinds of leaders and all kinds of players. And, Julian, I always felt like you were our ambassador. He was. Yeah. Reggie was our enforcer. Mm -hmm. uh, but Duran was our leader in the locker room, keeping everybody straight. Agreed. And yeah. Huddles and stuff, you know, you guys would talk. We, we had Shane Larkin, but he was probably the, the, the quietest guy on the team. 
True. Only classmen did the talking. You, yeah. you two guys, Duran, Trey. You know, that's what winning is all about. You have to have really talented guys, but you have to have leadership. Guys, when there's a problem, don't leave it up to the coach to correct it. They correct it themselves. And that's what Durant did by going into the locker room. I think he threatened Kenny. <laughs> I'm Kenny sure he came did. back out. I'm sure he had to. And and you remember how, how well we played? Fantastic. 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 And uh, most recent, the, the newest addition, would you like to say hello? And did you remember how well we played against Duke, sir? Mr. Head Coach Chris Caputo. Hey, guys. How we doing? Hello, oh, Coach. Was it Duke or that was Duke game, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. I also Duke thought wasn't Kenny like went from taking a nap against yeah. like during Carolina's shoot around to like dunking it off the backboard, like all in like a three hour period. Coach L's like, just go take a nap, Kenny. <laughs> Coach L, I know, I know it's game day and, and you, you have some limited time, but just maybe yeah. before we go, um just Final thoughts on, you know, your memories of Jules and, and Reggie, and I guess how proud you are of this last man that has joined the show as well. Yeah, well, Coach Caputo was a huge part of, of the success that we've enjoyed over the last 12 years. Yes. Uh, through his recruiting, his coaching, his mentoring, the amount of time and energy he put into working with guys individually on the court or bringing them in to watch video in his office. The last memory was when we won the regular season we went into the acc tournament and we ended up in greensboro we won the first game against boston college in a very close game but then we had a repeat and beat nc state again and north carolina again with all of those hometown fans in the stand we took care of nc state in fine fashion and then when we played Carolina for the third time, we'd already beaten them twice. I told the team, this is not the same Carolina. They're going to just jack up trees. Mm -hmm. Chris, you remember those guys, Reggie Bullock and PJ Hairston and Yeah. They, went, they played small for the, you know, yeah. for first time maybe all year. Yeah. I mean, they played small the entire second half. Like they yeah. played with four guards and it was just yeah. uh, James Michael McAdoo playing the pass. Right. So – um, after the after the win and we cut down the nets, it, there was a team picture that was taken. And I love that team picture. And it hangs in my office. And I see it every day as a reminder of how great a team that was. So I've got to get ready for today's game. But Reggie and Julian, Coach Caputo, great seeing you guys. And oh, good luck continued tonight. success to all of you. Chris. You gonna be coach of the year? Nah, probably not. But you know, <laughs> I'm close. I, we're close. I'll, I'll get some votes. I'll get some votes. All right. Well, good luck, guys. I gotta run. Coach L, thank you. Good luck tonight. Good luck. Good luck. Thanks, Coach L. Before we get Chris, I think we have someone else has decided to hop in here. Either Duran woke up, or I, I think I know this. Uh, I know this voice. I think as as much as this face. But uh, there he is, hey, Josie. Joseph Zagaki. Oh. Oh, the man behind the microphone. Big Reg, how are you? I'm good, man. Blessed to see you, brother. Chris, now that you are in the head seat, as you look back to that team, I'm sure what you've always appreciated, but maybe just have a slightly different perspective as a guy who's in charge now of, 
of what this that team, that group, those veterans, those seniors, what they meant and how they operated and conducted themselves. Yeah, well, I, I think um, whenever you take over a job, you don't know what you're walking into. You have no idea, right? And 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 I've been fortunate here as well. We, we've got good guys here. Um, but, you know, you walk into it and you're like, hey, we took a new job. Uh, coach decided to make this move. We left a very good situation, a team that had, uh, you know, won a game in the NSA tournament, had a lot returning, and, and we walk into a place that you just don't know what to expect. For us, we just couldn't have been more fortunate, the type of people that were in the locker room, you know. Uh, you know, Reggie, Julian, Duran, you know, Malcolm, uh, Daquan Jones, Kenny, you know, I'm, I'm Trey, Ryan Brown. I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, Raphael Akipajuri, like, you're talking about really good players, guys that were really prepared. They were going to take that step to be in an NCAA tournament type team, but but great people who were could not have been more receptive to our staff and what we were trying to do. You know, for that, I think everyone's very very grateful. And then with all that, we get Shane Larkin in the summer. Yep. <laughs> so so yep. you go you go for a team that's going to be like, hey, yeah, we got a chance. Here we've got good guys. We've got some really good pieces. Oh, by the way, we got the best player in the league in the summer. <laughs> now it took right. it took him a year. It took him a year for for guys like Julian and Reggie and Duran to to get him. I guess maybe the confidence for him to know how good he was. But he went from being on the All Rookie Team to then obviously in thirteen being Player of the Year. And I think I think he would tell you as much as those veterans helped him. You know, they really helped him kind of feel comfortable in his own skin is, hey, you're, you're the best player in this league in the play like. I'll tell you one of the things I remember about that with Shane, we were playing LaSalle, and uh, Josh, you're sitting right next to me. Shane had the ball at the top of the keys, kind of yo-yoing the ball. And Coach L, he doesn't often yell at the players, but he's yelling at Shane, drive the ball, drive the ball, something to that effect. He wanted Shane to score, and he did. And I think from that point on, Shane was great the rest of the year. Now, I do remember Hawaii, two things. Reggie got hurt, and so did I. I put a hole in my foot. I stepped on a piece of coral. I put a hole in my foot. So I've got this puncture wound, and I'm walking around Hawaii with my foot. And I keep telling my wife, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Meanwhile, it's all infected and everything. Uh, Reggie gets hurt, but then Julian, you know, that really opened the door. Thank God we had Julian because – it's so mature and just the opportunity to use all of your skills, uh, both in the game, also as a leader. Uh, that was such a blessing to have. And, yes. uh, and Julian, you took full advantage of that. Been, been around the pro had been around the program for a long time. I remember seeing Julian being recruited when we played a game against North Carolina, like five years earlier and lost by 50. Um, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that vividly. And you still came, Jules. I mean, yeah, but I was a Carolina fan at the time anyways. I didn't want to go yeah. to Carolina um, <laughs> just out of, like, you know, wanting to get away from home. I mean, they had – they didn't officially offer, but they were recruiting me. NC State had offered as well, and I just, like, I need to get away from home. Went down to an AAU tournament in Miami and probably had the best basketball weekend of my life at the moment. Um, which completely changed my life. But, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely remember that moment. Uh, you know, even me and Reggie have discussed it. And it's tough, man, because, like, as a basketball player, you always want to play, but you never want it to be because one of your best friends and your brother is, is injured. 
But I mean, basketball is is one of those things where it's like a next man up type of game. And going back to what we went through in the summer, and even me and Reggie's relationship back to high school, we were always super competitive with each other. But it mm-hmm. was because of how much we wanted to push each other to be the best we could possibly be. So, I mean, I was always 100% genuine with him, and he was the same with me when he was down telling me, hey, Jules, I see this, you need to do this, and vice versa. So I think that was a a fantastic opportunity I was able to take advantage of. So a couple things, guys, I'm trying to uh, conduct this. Garius Adams has just joined. So everyone say up to the just like, just like right. Carolina people only on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, there he is. There he is. We yeah. seem to be the only ones that show up on time <laughs> or, or kind of. Wouldn't you know, Duran said yes yesterday, but you you know figured he'd the leader slept in. But did Duran always overslept? Yeah. Duran's a slow starter. Yeah. Once he got going, he was fine, but he was a very hey, do you remember Duran's warm-up? Like now, here's a guy we all know he plays hard. He was the defensive player of the year. We would stretch for like 20 minutes, you know, I, every stretch you could imagine. And then we get, you know, we warm, we do some layups and Duran would be doing the layups about as slow as you possibly could. And, and then going off to the side and stretching. I'm like, oh man, we've been here about 25 minutes stretching. Why are you still like, you need 30 minutes to get warmed up? Now, I know Josie's going to chime in here, but I got to put on my Coach L hat for a second because I know Jules has to get to practice, right? Yes, sir, I do. All right, so one last thing before you go, because you and Reggie have mentioned this being from Carolina, how special this team was, doing it, winning the ACC. So on the way out, Jules, just to be a member of this team, histor- you know, historical precedent in a league that meant so much to you, as Coach L talked about what it meant for the basketball program, just how meaningful that is to you. It's hard to put it in words because being from North Carolina, we live the ACC. Um, every time, every year the ACC tournament comes on TV, we're watching it in school. So, you know, that just kind of goes to show that it's, it's like a religion kind of, you know, basketball in North Carolina. So, I mean, to be a part of this team with, I think it was maybe just me, Reggie and Gary as the North Carolina guys that were on the team at the time, but being with guys that were from North Carolina, in Greensboro Coliseum, the place where most of all of the ACC tournaments, I mean, I think up until this point, it's probably the only place that it was before it started to move and go to Barclays or whatever. Um, for that to be our last ride and be in this situation, it's like, how can you write a better ending? Against right. North Carolina, my favorite team growing up, like it's, it's beyond special. That, that time and that day and that moment was just like, this is our destiny, and we came here to to walk in it and to claim it. I still even remember in the ACC tournament, the documentary, towards the end of it, and they have my pregame speech that I'm telling guys in the huddle what we're doing. Like, this is our opportunity. They don't want it more than us. Like, we have an option right now. We can either make history or be history. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is our moment, and we're going to take it. Like, period. That's just all that it was. And, I mean, that game was crazy. Obviously, when we talked about it before the game, the way that it played out, it's not the way that we scouted. It's not how we game planned it. I mean, I probably set 150 ball screens um, <laughs> back to back to back to back. But the way the the guys, they shot the ball and we shot the ball was amazing. Like, halftime, I think we probably combined were shooting like 50% from three, and it was like 52 to 49. 
So, I mean, it definitely could have been an NBA game, but this is the ACC championship, Miami versus Carolina, and this is a road game for us. Like, we came to beat this team again in front of their fans, in front of the Duke fans that are cheering for us, and the NC State fans that probably want Carolina to win because we just beat them the day before that. So, it was special, man. I mean, again, like, we still share that bond. And even now to see the elite level of the staff that we had, all of our coaches are our head coaches now, all of them. Like, look back on any other team. And, of course, I know people that do it, but, like, every single coach, Caputo, mm-hmm. Huger, Conkle, like, that's amazing. I mean, and I couldn't be more happy for you, uh, Coach, Thanks, and those bro. other guys too. But it's, man, like, how can you – you know, even 10 years later, put that, quantify that, and and really see what it was going to be way back then. Jules, I got you, though, Jules. I'm going to talk about him. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you're going to have to get him. I'm about to get up out of here. I got these boys. My wife is at the gym, and she's practicing with the women's team here. So oh, wow. I got to run over there, drop them to her, get dressed, and, and get my work in. We got a game in a couple of days, but – it was fantastic seeing y'all, catching up with everybody. Love y'all, man. Thanks, right, Jules. Appreciate, appreciate you responding to my 100 messages, all right? And, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you message me again, I'll message you back. Yeah. <laughs> Always good to see you. Bye, Jules. All right, fellas. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! I would I would say I've told you this before, Josh. And while we have the two two other Carolina guys with us here, Garrison and Reggie, I remember we opened that broadcast on Sunday in the championship game. As it then was on Sunday, and I took a line out of the paper which said, uh, "Carolinians love nothing more than barbecue, church on Sunday, and Carolina in the championship game." <laughs> uh, and I think to this day. Of all the great things the University of Miami has done athletically in their athletic department, not to take away any of the championships, but to win the way Reggie and Garius and Chris did on back-to-back days in Greensboro against North Carolina State and Carolina. You were there, Josh, 20,000 fans. And that means as much to those people as an Orange Bowl game meant to the University of Miami fans. I contend it's one of the uh, greatest accomplishments in the history of the University of Miami. I got a piece of the net on my uh, shelf right. behind me. Uh, right. But for you two guys and Chris as well, I just think that was it's, it still stands as one of the greatest achievements. GA, you want to, as a Carolinian, do you want to chime in on that? I mean, I think Jules kind of said it the best in terms of just how important it was for us, especially even as kids, just growing up you would get that sense of like Carolina ACC pride just in school. You would cheer for your team. They would put you in sections at school just to kind of like set the tone of how important it was. Like Jules, and I'm sure Reggie said too, like we kind of dreamed about these moments and, and just to get, and right. just to get the, the opportunity to kind of cut the nets down in Greensboro Coliseum. I, I, I never would have thought that, but the way we played that game and how hard we played, and you could just tell if you, I mean, you, you if you rewatch the game, you can see who won it the most. And I think that was 
that was probably the most important part. Hey, Chris, how big were those nights, those home games? Duke, just the energy in the building those nights. I mean, what it did yeah. for, for the city, the school, the program, and then obviously the result. I mean, LeBron and D-Wade are, are sitting courtside. Yeah, I think it was, uh, again, it's all credit to these guys that we, the vision that Coach L sort of laid out when he took the job, sometimes it takes a long time to get there with people, right? I mean, Co Coach K, it took him three or four years to – to sort of get that thing going at Duke the way he wanted to. Coach Smith at Carolina, it was the same thing. They they hung him in effigy after two or three years, I believe, and, until he got it turned. And you know when you go into it, like, hey, this could take some time. This is not going to happen overnight necessarily. And for us, again, I, I credit to the guys that were there and then obviously getting Shane and Tanya, like it happened very quickly for us. And because of that, you know, it was just much easier to sell the program going forward, right? Th those guys laid the foundation of, you know, you have to sometimes sell a vision without evidence. Well, we began to get evidence very quickly to show the next group of people, hey, this is what the program looks like. This is what it looks like in, in the arena. This is what the style of play is like. This is how much fun the guys can, will be having. And this is how they're going to be treated. And, you know, that just happened very, very quickly. And, you know, beating Duke, beating Carolina, the celebrities that would show up uh, became, you know, Josie, I think, would say all the time, Miami's an event town. And mm -hmm. our games became an event. The, the best part of it, and these guys should feel really proud of it, is that it didn't end there. You know, it, it's now 12 years in. Yes. And, yeah. and so it's one thing to do it once. You know, but it's another thing to do it over a decade and, and counting. And so I think everybody, you know, is really proud of that. Hey, Josh, let me uh, throw one at you. Uh, this is for Reggie, Darius also. Uh, there were a lot of great wins that season. And I think, I think one of the, the, uh, the breakthrough wins uh, was, Reggie, you beat North Carolina State at the buzzer. One second to go. Maybe you guys can awesome. take us back to those last – 10 seconds or so. And I bring it up because prior to that, you know, Reggie and Garius, we went to NC state a couple of oh. times oh. and never had any luck. We had some of the worst losses. Uh, one yeah. night we lost, I think uh, on, on an inbounds mm -hmm. pass, we lost oh. the game in overtime. And yep. then for Reggie and Garius, for you guys to beat state at state 79, 78, I, I thought that was a real breakthrough uh, for the program. I know for me, for example, um, that NC State game, you ask me personally, everybody got a different opinions, but that NC State arena, their fans, they were, that was the hardest arena to play in, in PNC arena for me, just because how their fans were so, they, they were directing right at you. So when the NC State against CJ Leslie, CJ Warren, Richard Howell, they were really good. So to go, to go do that, it really helped us, propel us to do what we did later on in that season. That was a big time win. That was a, I think um, I was one game back or two games back from my, from my thumb being broken, I believe. I forget how many games I, I played, but oh man, that might be my favorite game of my five-year career in Miami. So uh, I'll give you a good story. This is Ju Justin Heller. I'm going to give him some credit here. So we're back fly. This is in the old flying commercial days. Thank God that those days don't exist anymore. But there were some, there were some commercial flights early on. So we had won 13 straight. We're like number two in the country. You know, I do think I detected probably a little bit of like everybody taking that for granted. Like, 
yeah, we're just going to win. Let me think about what I got going on now, you know, during that time, 13 straight wins will do that. GA, you're, you're coaching now. You, you, you get that, right? All of a sudden it's like, everybody's like, yeah, we're going to just win. Let me just kind of get back to my agenda here for a minute. For sure. uh, and so we go to wake and if we win, we're going to be number one in the country. And the, and the animal was number, uh, number yeah, one. Yeah, and they and they lost. We were going to be number one, and we got our butts kicked at Wake. They played very well. We played very poorly. Now, even worse than that, now we're 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 like busing to the Raleigh airport to fly home commercially <laughs> to add insult to injury. And it's like Saturday night or Sunday night, whatever it was, and uh, it's an evening flight. There's nobody in the airport, and uh, if you know that Raleigh airport, when you walk in. Our gate was all the way to the right to the end. And I get a text from Justin Heller and he's like, hey, uh, go, go to this gate. But it's completely on the other opposite side of the airport. And so I'm like, all right. So I walked down there. I think Coach Conklin and I walked down there, maybe Coach Uger as well. And Justin's like, hey, listen, I'm not diming anybody out, but here's what's going on. And it was like, you know, it was like truly a, a guy who cared about the program and yeah. about the team. And it was incredibly, uh, it was, you talk about leadership, you know, from a guy who's a walk-on, it was incredible amount of leadership to say, hey, listen, this is some of the stuff that's sort of, you know, brewing a little bit and happens all the time on good teams, just like it does on teams that aren't doing that well. And you know what? It was a lot of good information that we quickly were able to like fix. And I yep. think we, we went, I don't know, we might've lost that Duke the next game, but it was a hell of a game. And then after that, you know, we, we had another really good stretch to win the regular season and, and the tournament and then go to the sweet 16. So I always remember that one. I tell my walk-ons <laughs> that story all the time. <laughs> so. All right, Coach. Thanks for coming. All right, guys. Have a great night. See you, Chris. All right, Chris. Make this the day your life changes. The all-new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state-of-the-art equipment and a new cross-functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT+. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT on demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. Now, uh, now, GA, real quick, so Jules and Reggie said, so what are we up to these days? I, I, I sort of know, but tell everybody what you're up to. Yeah, I, uh, I'm working with Sacramento Kings, coaching here. I'm an assistant video slash player development coach. Charlotte with the Hornets two years before that. I was with the Lakers the year before that. So this is my fifth year in the NBA. I've, I've been doing a good job, I would say. Uh, um, just sticking around, and, and we're doing pretty good this year, so I'm hoping we can keep it up. So GA, so we got we got two head coaches that made uh, accommodations on game day, and GA woke up at six forty-five a.m. West Coast time to do this. So GA, uh, now you had a, you had a different vantage point, GA, because you were out that year. So what what was it like from the sidelines? I'm sure there was some degree of frustration, but also some degree of uh, obviously enjoyment of of what the program was accomplishing. Yeah, I I was thinking about this honestly last week. I had a I had a pretty interesting role on the team that year. Um, Obviously, would it was dreading to play, um, battling injuries, but I think it was kind of perfect and in line for me to kind of like have the role of of being the guy on the bench to kind of be able to talk my my guys through like certain things that I saw that you know maybe they didn't see uh, while they were playing live. Sometimes it's so it happens so fast that 
you know, maybe you need someone that you trust to kind of give you that guidance. And I, I think I, Coach L, me and Coach L had uh, a lot of conversations about actually that role in particular before the season started. He even asked me, you know, it, at some point, would I would love to come back. And uh, I obviously would have, but I think it, it just showed the importance of the chemistry of that team. And so we used to have conversations about that in practice. I used to get after them, though. I used to I used to really get after them to try to, you know, challenge them to kind of be prepared for what's to come, you know, the next day and whatever the uh whatever the next game was. So I, I think I think about it all the time. Um I know for me, like the pivotal point of the season was was in Hawaii and going there and 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 not doing as well as we should have and then just turning that jump. We as seniors had a lot of conversations about how we wanted to finish our last season. Coach L had a rule prior where most seniors didn't travel if they didn't play, or not seniors, but players in general. It helped me a lot to kind of grow into the role I have now, honestly. So I, I, I love my guys, man. Like, I, I, I would get on them as much as I could anytime, especially especially when we play Carolina games at home. Cause Reggie, Reggie Reggie's knows. Laugh, Reggie's laughing. Reggie's smiling and laughing and shaking yeah, his head Reggie, all time. Reggie knows, Reggie knows how important that is to us. Um, just to win at home. Um, and so we 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 had a really good year. And like I said, my role was a little different, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have changed anything based off of the fact that I I, I felt like I contributed by by being in my guy's ear um, and living through those moments yeah. through them, and, and it was it was amazing. Reg, you were you were not you're nodding your head, Reg. Maybe you can elaborate on hit on how important GA was in the role he described. It's true because sometimes you need your peer to tell you, you know, Coach L can tell me, Coach Computer can tell me, hey man, you're loafing. Or you ain't you ain't you ain't being big Reg today. I am. I'm I got 10 rebounds already, you know, but now I, I can go to Gary's now. Gary's, you watching the game. Is is, is what they're saying is true? Yeah, man, you you you're playing today. So that gives me, okay, all right, Gary's saying this. So that was the accountability factor that came into it with the players, you know, and Gary's being a, a, a player's coach, you know, at that time because he was he was out, helped help wake me up even more. You know, that's my brother, Gary. Let me know when I'm when I'm not doing my job, if I'm not setting actual ball screen to get these guys open. You know, am I, am I being too selfish if I get it and they double team and I shoot it? So those things... It, it helped me out a lot. It helped us out a lot. And it was much, much, much needed. So to that, I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, bro. One of the things I remember is when you got hurt, it's like, oh, man, we're down. Curious. It was a, it was a big blow to everybody. And, yeah. uh, you know, as a broadcaster, we, we uh, Josh would probably, I think, agree with me. We're, we're observers. We just kind of, kind of, you know, our role is to call a game, uh, not get in the way, and observe. And, and one of the things I remember about you is that you did not pout. Maybe you were down, but you didn't show it. You did all the things that you, you just said, which I thought, especially for Coach L, because he's always talking about, if you're not in the game, be engaged. We need everybody. I want everybody talking at breakfast. I want the, you know, he's kind of the opposite of, of other coaches. A lot of coaches at breakfast, I want it quiet. I want it quiet. No, not Coach L. I want you guys singing. I want you to be loud. I want you to have mm -hmm. fun. And Gary, so you were you were hurt. And I think it, it played because of your attitude uh, of taking on that role, 
was so interesting to me because you guys, you know, you look back, you guys had a lot of big personalities on that team. <laughs> Reggie, Duran, Shane, Kenny, Kenny. Haji, yeah. Kenny, yeah. right? And the, probably the best leadership, you know, people talk about this all the time. Say, oh, a coach has got to be a great leader. The best leadership is always teams that complete themselves, have their own leadership. And you guys had uh, Trey McKinney Jones, throw him in there, some big personalities. I don't know how you all did it, but I think, Garrett, what you mentioned before, just taking on your role or Reggie taking on your role, it, it all, you know, blend, blended together. Yeah, yeah. It, it really beautiful, but going back to that Wake Forest game, the one game we lose yeah. in my – In your backyard. Joe, we're going to be number one <laughs> uh, in Indiana. I, Joe, that might have been the most – I'm like, we lost the national championship. I was, I was that hurt, Joe. G.A., now you you were the coach on the sideline. Did you have a sense that uh, maybe the heads were too big? Oh, uh, yeah, and I would try to bring them down as much as possible. It was a good thing to have. I, I don't think I've been on a team that had that, like Joe said, that much personality um, and, and and that much uh, experience, really. Um, I mean, we were an older team, and we have kind of going through a lot. I think we did a really good job of, of, of really just pushing each other every day. That was, that was, that was probably the most important part. I, I think, um, you know, every day we had, a, we had a deep team. The fact that we would challenge each other every day, I think that, that gave us um, enough to kind of like, you know, push each other on the court as well, like during the games. And I know that helped me a lot. Like just to be able to have those moments of practice and be able to kind of step out there with them and it made me feel like we were prepared for whatever the moment was. And um, I, I just can't take that for granted because, I mean, I, I would love to be, you know, in the video of the game and, and, and in those moments. But I, I like I never questioned how, how important that role was just because I was so close to the guy. I mean, we're still close to this day. Like, it, it, there's, there's nothing that we don't talk about as a group still. And like even with yeah. those big personalities, like we we do a good job of checking those today. Like it, it's still like it's still a brotherhood. This place is probably one of the the few that I know of still that still communicates at a high level like we do. Still involved in you know each other's lives. I, I think that's that's important, and it grew from from obviously the championship and all those tough wins and, and tough practices that we had. So. I can go on and talk about this all day, but um, <laughs> it, it was a great team. To go to, to you guys too, Josh and, and Joe, like even having you guys around us, like you guys were positive spirits. Like you, like it wasn't just a job for you guys. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was really, you guys really enjoyed being around us and we enjoyed being around you guys. And the fact that you guys are still big into the program, that you're still giving yeah. it your all, man, when you can be somewhere on the beach right now, living life is, is amazing. So uh, I want to thank y'all yeah. truly, truly, because it takes people to be around good people to make this thing work. So I I never personally got, got to hear one of you guys games because we, obviously we were playing, but right. like now when I, get, I can hear you, the energy, the passion, like that you guys brought to that radio, man, was, is like, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Well, you know, so, I would say I, well, th I would say it was probably the highlight of my broadcasting career that season. That yeah. season was really special. 
Uh, I know how, how it means to Joe just doing this, being the voice of, of Miami. And the one thing I was going yeah. to close up with, and I'm going to let Joe go last year, is, is you kind of led me into this, Reggie, was I think we all take a lot of pride in that season, right? That it was Miami yeah. in Greensboro hoisting yes. up the trophy. That meant a lot to everybody because I think for Joe and myself, we always were fighting. The energy came from our desire to have an appreciation for our school in our program and then to see it happen that year and it's so much fun especially for basketball for us you know Joe yes. will chime in we're really a part of it we're literally like the, the the 13th and 14th man on the bench I mean we're at every meal mm -hmm. we're in film we're at practice sessions we're on the bus so those relationships we develop make it really close and you know I was on the court against Clemson and I was on the court in Greensboro when it was done we had the mic wired up and I remember I remember Duran crying I interviewed Duran after the game. He, he was so overjoyed with emotion. Joe talks about the net. We cut the now we cut down the other net, but still we got up on a ladder and we cut down the net. And that is in our sport that is so ceremonious. I just wanted to close with this, Reggie. The pride you take in it that it was Miami that did that, yes. and then also for the two of you because you are both Carolinians, how much that still just brings you a whole bunch of gratitude and, and happiness. In my everyday life, in my everyday life. Um, winning is at the forefront. I, I started being a, a father, you know, to my kids. But like winning, winning, it shows me you can. That that song, that Drake song, came to fruition at the right time. Started from the bottom. Now we here. You know, no one had like again for the Gulf Coast beat us. We lost in the uh, in the uh, exhibition game, and to see how the work every day began with the end of mind. Every day we had to take those steps. To, to build to where we wanted to be. Every day I live my life like that. And that was 10, 13 years, 10 years ago. And, I mean, that's 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 unheard of. It was exciting. It was fun. I met some wonderful people. Like we we are always gonna be family. Until until the day we die, we're gonna be family. You know, so and to do it with my brothers who we went through that fire with, you know, had Coach Hayes, you know, Coach Hayes went on and did different things. Then Coach L come in. I'm like, man, what are we doing? I don't know this guy. Uh, my house, he actually flew to my house. Um, I didn't know he had a job. I'm at home, my mom having having dinner. Sports center came on. Coach L's, you learn niggas in the University of Miami. I'm like, who is this? You know, but I had uh, dinner with me and my mom, and that's what kind of what kind of guy he was. You know, that what kind of person he was to introduce himself in person before he even go to Miami was big time. So. Those things show me how to be a man, how to how to take that next step in in coaching and and, and to be a father, man. So, Coach L juggles a lot, coaching, being a father, dealing with knuckleheads. Because I was I was here, I, I gave Coach L. He showed me how to handle those things and still be at the top of your game and and have good people around you. And that's the biggest thing. GA, what about you? Just the the pride uh, of being that it was, you know, Miami ran, spoiled the party. It wasn't supposed to be right, us. Right, right. It yeah, wasn't supposed right. to be us, and it was us, especially, I think we were talking earlier, and I don't want to get Joe off on a, on a tangent here, right? Those are road games. You know? <laughs> it's a neutral site, but those are road games. Those are not yeah. meant for the University of Miami, and to do it there and pull off that season and, and do, you know, what Miami did to Duke and Carolina and come back in the tournament and do it again and be – I think it's the only school outside of North Carolina to ever do both regular right. season and tournament, unless that's changed since. I mean, yeah. the FSU right. will do it the year before. They won the ACC tournament, I believe, right? FSU. 
The year before, can't remember. Joe would know. I don't. I don't recall this. Yeah, they. They. Oh, won, I don't think they won yeah. the regular season that year. Okay. 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 Um, so, GA, it resonates with you how you walk into that arena and you you see maybe thirty orange and green. Like it, it's just, and that and you know, fifteen is including the players on the bench. It, it was <laughs> there was no support <laughs> to, to be found. <laughs> uh, and but we cherished it, you know differently because of that and I, I really appreciate the way we played I appreciate how we really got after that night I can't put into words honestly how it feels to kind of win that win that game the joy on our faces just because of all the hard work that we put in not only that year but like since me and Reggie have been there and all those seniors has been there it was truly important how uh, we kind of came together and, and stuck together through the tough times of that whole season. Because like Reggie said, we I mean, we, right. we started off really rocky. Uh, we didn't have another hiccup in Hawaii where we went one and two. Um, and then we go on to win, you know, 13 straight ACC games, which is unheard of. I, I So that season in general, just to hoist that trophy um, in Greensboro Coliseum, cutting the nets and have, you know, me and Reggie's family there uh, cheering us on. I, yeah. I, I, I can't describe how how important that was just just in general to to kind of have those feelings man i mean y'all bringing me back already just thinking about all the different moments people we saw just things that was going on like like you said like I, it was an uncontrollable emotion just to see like reggie and, and like i mean we we talk about these moments all the time um i, I want to thank you guys for just giving us another opportunity to talk about this uh this is really important i i love um, what you guys did throughout your years there. I mean, like Reggie said, you guys are super supportive, very passionate people. And and we felt that through every radio and broadcast. And, and so I really want to say thank you for, for all the years that I was there, for all the work that you guys have done. I know how, how hard it is, especially being on the other side of the, of the coin now. <laughs> like, how hard it is <laughs> to 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 get certain things done, to get up every day and do your job. It, it, it isn't easy, but I really appreciate you guys. And I, I appreciate my brothers. Like Reggie said, every single one of them, I still talk to this day. Um, there's not one that I don't miss. And all the things that we do, and, and we all live separate lives now, but it's so important that we still like reach out and touch space with those guys. And this moment, I've never been a part of a championship team at this magnitude before. And this really gave me an opportunity to to kind of like have those those lifelong moments that we all dream of. So I appreciate the opportunity that you guys give me to talk about this. And also I appreciate Reggie, my boy, uh, for just holding it down, man. He's been he's been my dog since day one. And and Reggie knows we got we got a plenty of stories of how we met. Yes. Um, we got plenty of stories of our experiences in Miami. And I wouldn't trade one yeah. at all for anything. So I, I'll leave it at that. But I really appreciate you guys for having me on here, man. And <laughs> I'm going to leave it Shout at that. Reggie's going through that. memory lane. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Joseph, you're, you're, Joseph, you're the wordsmith. You're going to put the bow on this whole thing. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say the other thing is one of the things that for me, when, when I knew, I mean, it was, it was very special. Uh, and after the Wake Forest loss, Reggie, I remember – Truth be told, the night before the game, Coach L had a meeting. It was kind of flat. But a couple of weeks later, we played at Clemson. And they had this big conference room that we all went into. And Coach L told you guys, look, 
It's late in the season. We're not going to jump any higher and we're not going to run any faster, but we can be smarter. And he quizzed everybody on your play calls and everybody knew what was going on. Everybody knew the play call. And the next day, Kenny Kaji wins the game with a three, a low scoring game. You guys were invested just the way he wanted emotionally, uh, Mm -hmm. spiritually, and and mentally. And Mm -hmm. uh, that was, you know, you're connected on all levels. And for me, that was just the greatest run, I think, maybe in my career. We went, when we started basketball at the University of Miami, we played in 1985 and they brought it back. We played in an arena that was a hotel (laughs) that had seats on one side. Then we went to the Big East. And we were in the Big East, and people look, oh, you're in Miami. You couldn't get, you know, you couldn't get a call. You couldn't win a game. We're in the Big East getting killed by UConn and Syracuse. Yeah. And yeah. I remember Mike Trengizi one day, the commissioner said to me, you know what? What you guys need, you need to have juniors and seniors beat UConn's and Syracuse's freshmen and sophomores. Oh, lo and behold, here we go. <laughs> Ten years after that, here comes your team, yeah. which, by the way, grew up together. I think part of the great story is Reggie, you guys grew up together. Duran, you guys all came in at pretty much at the same time. Kenny transfers in. You mentioned Shane came in kind of was a cherry on top, but you guys grew up together. We were four and 12 and made the semifinals against mm-hmm. Duke at the ACC tournament. It just kind of set the stage for what could be. And then here we are, you guys are cutting the nets down. They give Josh and I a ladder and a pair of scissors to cut the net down it is a memory that will always be burned into my mind. And I hope that people understand that it is one of the, if it's not the pinnacle of accomplishments at the University of Miami, it is right there because of the circumstances, because of the coaches involved, because mainly the players involved. Mm-hmm. There's a line. You can't have success without struggle. Yeah. And you guys had struggle and then you yeah. had success. Hey, last thing before we go, because I got to run too. How, how about this line? So, as I said before, we would spend every waking moment with you guys. I mean, we were everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I don't expect Reggie to remember this, but I tell this story all the time to like my kids. So, you know, there's more food than anyone can deal with, right? Especially for five ten broadcaster. So, yeah. we're going through the buffet, eggs, French toast, and I take like two pieces of bacon. And Reggie's right behind me. He's like, "That's all. That's it. That's all, <laughs> dude. You can have all the bacon you want." And I said, "Rich." I'm 5'10", 165, and I'm about to sit on my butt for 40 minutes. I don't need to eat anything else. I'm not going up and down the court like you. Oh, man. So- Listen, what's, really, what's really funny is is people wouldn't know this at all, but when we were, when we were in school, Reggie used to uh, be on certain weight restrictions, of course, right? And so he yeah. wouldn't have to. Yeah. Maybe you just wanted to take some from my plate. Maybe you're trying to steal some from me, Reg. So every every morning... Reggie would tap me and say, "Hey, uh, hey, slime me, slime me some more bacon, please." <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would be, yeah, I would you... be feeding into his weight. So every time that he would go overweight, it was because of me. And I, honestly, well, I, I was sliding you. and stuff, but it worked out. So it did. <laughs> hey, listen, I got, I got to run, Joe. Everyone's got to run. This has been fantastic. Like Gary has said, it just brings a smile to my face. I'm so glad we did it. Um, I'm glad we pulled it off. And really, at the end of the day, you guys deserve it, right? Ten-year anniversary of a really a historical moment that brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people, especially the two of us, Joe and myself. So we thank you guys. You're great people. Um, loved having you. And hopefully we'll see you. Joe sent me a picture last year, Reg, I think, of you and him sitting courtside at Wake. 
and I could do yeah. nothing but laugh yeah. and yeah. smile. I'm going to show again here in a couple of weeks at the agency tournament, too. So I'll All see right. you soon. And GA, thanks for getting up, man. I'm glad you did. Oh, uh, yeah, no problem. No problem. I wouldn't miss it. All right, Joseph. All right. Have, call a great one today, buddy. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it.